Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen. Early break, full show ahead. Plenty to get to today. No Robin Washington; he's on vacation, so we'll live without him. Though it was a fun night last night for us at the evening with the Huskers at Tavern One Hundred and Eighty and Tanners. Thank you to all who showed up for that. What was that steak called? Wagyu beef That's steak. Really, it good. was tender as heck. Yes, it was like yes. cutting into butter, basically. <laughs> it was really not the good. taste, but the no. actual. Knife party. That know? was no. It was fabulous. Fun night with the uh, with the guys last night. Yeah, and I'd say the mashed potatoes. Were, oh, they were good. Tasted good with Corona. I'll tell you that. That's right. And, and gin and tonic over oh, here. Gin and tonic over yep. there. Over there. Yep. Tried to not have any beer last night. Really? Yeah. Why's that? I think it's filling. You know, Coronas aren't. All right, we're off to a great start. We're arguing over what what's filling. Coronas aren't filling. I don't think. They can't be if you have too many of them. Yeah, not three. Well, you, you spread them up. You spread them out over like you know two hours. Basically, mm-hmm. that's fine. You, that's, mm-hmm. that's smart. That was fun. That's the first time I've ever been to Tanner's. Uh, that's nice hard place. to believe. It is a great place down there. Well, I, I live on the other end. Thirty. Well, so do I. Mm. No, you don't. Oh, you live on the south side of O. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I live on the north side of O. It's different. Oh, right? is that different? Yeah. It's a different world up there, isn't it? <laughs> O Street <laughs> divides the city. Actually, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it can't be. Yeah. Hey, um, but that was a ni- that's a nice bar. As is Tavern One Eighty. I yeah. I was. I'm glad we. I'll, I'll, I'll head back over there. Yeah, it was a great time. If you missed out, you can probably join us next year. It was worth it. Uh, good conversation from Trey Palmer, Garrett Nelson. O'Shawn Mathis is very very well spoken. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't know what to expect from him. Very I, pleasant. I, he's a, he's. A, that guy's pretty impressive. Yeah. O'Shawn Mathis is a very impressive human being. Let me just say that right now. He was uh, very eloquent in how he spoke and everything. He just sound like a, a guy you want to hear a dissertation from, basically. He's very eloquent. Yeah. And he's, very, he's a very charming young man. Uh, I seem charming. And I, but, but but the bottom line is, I think he can get to the quarterback. <laughs> I don't care how charming That's he right. is at yeah. Tanner's. Um, but he well is charming. Well spoken and hopefully a very, very good football player. Yeah, yeah, he is. A, and then I think that um, this is a sort of a complex conversation. I mean, complex in that it sounds kind of weird, but it's not. 
Garrett Nelson makes quite an impression, doesn't he? Yeah, with his size. I, I yeah, he's way bigger than I thought he was. Like you yeah, know, he, we had Jay Foreman out there, Eric Strickland. But, you know, he's big way dudes. bigger. He's than He's bigger that. than that. Way bigger. taller, yeah. bigger. Yeah, I don't think people realize that Garrett Nelson's a big guy. Yeah, if he he looks like an NFL player should. We'll see all about all that. I bet he will be. My 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 money's on Garrett Nelson being an NFL player. My money is on squarely. On Garrett Nelson being an NFL player. Well, I hope that's the case. The size is part of it. I mean, he's grown into... He's definitely into, gotten bigger. Yeah, he... He, he was well, they big. usually do. Well, I'm going to say he was big. He's gotten he was bigger. Big, yeah. He reminds me of a lineman's version of Amir. When Amir Abdullah came in here, he was smallish. When he left, he was not... I, I don't know if you met him in person. He wasn't really small anymore. His neck was big. His <laughs> chest was big. His neck was out to ear. Yeah, yeah. And that, that wasn't the way he came in. And what Garrett Nelson looks like isn't even close to the way he came in. I mean, he's put on incredible muscle mass. Yeah, he looked like a dude last night. Fun time. Yeah, great it was time. Fun time at Tampa. Tampa Thanks Wonder for inviting Indiana. me. Tanners, you're welcome. Glad you showed up. It was great. Usually don't. I know. That's why I said I'm glad you showed up. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Call or text as always. The basically the full week of SEC media days began yesterday. They have, they have four days. It was as we mentioned yesterday. Hey, you really four, boggled your mind, I, it, doesn't it? It still is boggling my <laughs> mind. They have four freaking days of media days. <laughs> We're benefiting from. There it are today. a few coaches we'll get to later on that spoke, but off the bat, Greg Sankey, the conference commissioner, yes. took the podium sip and. Talked about a variety of things yesterday, and, and I'll read a couple of these quotes that that I thought were kind of interesting from from Greg Sankey, who's again he believes that they have the best conference, and why shouldn't he believe they have the best conference? They've won the majority of the national championships over the last fifteen years in college football, right? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg Sankey, this is from Brett McMurphy. Uh, Greg Sankey making some not so subtle shots at the Big Ten, ref- referencing the SEC's members are in co- uh, contiguous states. States, there's no sense of urgency in our league. No panic in reaction to others' decisions. We know who we are. We are confident in our collective strength. End quote from Greg mm-hmm. Sankey. Okay, there's much more than that. From Sankey. All right. What caught your attention? Okay. Well, I think one thing we got to give voice to before we start this discussion. Okay. I want to give voice to it. Give voice to it then. Because we haven't. And we need to think of the world as it's happening. We have, and it's our job to put it in perspective. And I thank Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com for this. What has happened and and what we need to grasp and understand, because we've gone a few years now referring to the college football world's Power Five. It's no longer the Power Five, okay? We are now a Power Two. Dennis Dodd wrote that, God bless him, and it hit me this morning as I was reading it. We have to give voice to those sorts of things. There's no Power Five anymore. It's a power two. We got to quit saying power five. That that came up quickly, right? That whole change happened very quickly. Well, those leagues will still claim it, but they're really not. I mean, Pac twelve, Big twelve, <laughs> twelve is that a power will, league? Well, they will all say, "Yeah, we're still in the power five, But reality nah, is that they're really not. No, it's the power two. It's the power two. Now the others that doesn't 
that's not to say the others don't have a degree of power. The ACC still does for sure, and the Big 12 does too, but it's not. They do not have – they are far distant from the Big 10 and the SEC. Yeah. Power too. Yes. Oh, yeah, a lot of what he said, I don't know. Greg Sankey is like a lot of powerful leaders in that he chooses his words carefully and yet gets a point across. And by the way, he said uh, the reality is there will be two conferences at the FBS level with 16 teams that have competed consistently at the highest level. That's a new dynamic. Okay, he didn't say what I just said or what Dennis Dodd said. But he said that's a new dynamic. It is a new dynamic. There's two 16-team leagues. That's a new dynamic. He, he said, Greg Sankey, conference commissioner of the SEC, says, we are a super league. This is a super league. The Southeastern Conference is stronger than at any other time in our history. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. hinting at, yeah, yeah, we know where this is is going, and and we are definitely part of that. That is us. Yeah. We are there. I get the feeling that, oh, the other other thing that was interesting about, not this is not necessarily something Sankey said. Now, maybe you and Gus knew this. I did not know this. I don't mind saying this. This is news to me. That I'm opening myself up. You're probably going to jump me. The Big Ten, I didn't know, wanted USC and Notre Dame before it settled for USC and UCLA. Mm. I didn't know that. Didn't know that no. Oh, you didn't? No, I did not know that. Hmm. Think, ponder that for a second. The Big Ten reportedly, according to Dennis Dodd, the Big Ten reportedly wanted USC and Notre Dame before it settled for USC and UCLA. That makes sense, doesn't it? It does. Because you kind of wondered about Bring UCLA. Bring to play, USC, yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. Two huge brands. Mm-hmm. Now, Sankey basically said Monday what CBS Sports reported last week, what, something CBS reported last week, which is the SEC prefers to stand pat at 16. Prefers to stand pat at 16, but will be nimble if they have to I be. like that. I like that. It has to be nimble. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? I, it means to me that they don't want. They really don't want to expand right now. That, well, they just added Texas and Oklahoma, right? And they're that's, ecstatic with that, as right. they should be. That's, that's wonderful additions for the conference. Now, what what Dennis Dodd writes is his message is: Don't try us. Don't try us. Um, I don't. Yeah. I, I think anything the SEC would do now is a, would be in response to what someone else does. The other thing that, that we have to take away from all this that we haven't talked about at all is, is that those two, Kevin, Kevin Warren and, and Sankey are in charge of college football in a lot of ways. Is that scary with Kevin Warren as one of those two? Uh, you can be. You can admit it. I have more confidence in Sankey. Oh, so do I. As you should. Yeah. Yeah. Sankey's fine. But Kevin Ward, I still don't know if I trust at all. As Dennis points out, no one will ever accuse Sankey of being buddies with Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner. <laughs> but it will largely be up to 
them as to where college athletic heads. Let's hope it's Sankey more than easy. It'll be up to them. It'll be up to them and the Dennis probably should have added the TV execs. It'll be up to them. Now, he also talks about not Sankey, Dodd, the possibility of just a 32 team, you know, the two the SEC and the Big Ten just breaking off and having its own championship, which is thoroughly unappealing to me. Yeah. You and I agree with what that. What the hell is that? We agree with yeah, we agree. That's not college football. No. What is that? I don't know. It's something we would cover. We'd cover it, but it's not with less enthusiasm. No. Yeah. I had lunch with some dudes yesterday, some guys that were actually Jake, believe it or not, older than me. Is that true? There's yeah. people out there like that? Yeah, there are. Shout up, out to you then. Up for yours. Being younger than them. <laughs> <laughs> I um they they're they're losing they've lost some of their enthusiasm for college football. Well, isn't that kind of the the gist right now out there from people? Standard it's, it's feeling. Not, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Is that true? Is are, are have people because of the way college football has changed in really a year? I mean, think or two years. Think about all the changes in two years: NIL, yep. transfer portal, realignment, shifts. I mean, crazy stuff like Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Yeah, iconic brands for conferences leaving and just picking up and going other places. Are people losing? Are they? I mean, I was struck by it. These guys talking about it at lunch. I was. I've, I'm always struck by because my dad talks about it a lot. He's kind of taken the attitude. He's a long time college football fan who's taken the attitude of ah, I can take it or leave it now. You know, like you're going to watch, but is it is it with as much passion and excitement as before. Well, why not? I would ask you. But I think that when the bullets are flying, you, you're pretty excited. But I think everything around the buildup to it is much different and less less appealing. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, the off season is pretty unappealing yeah. generally, but, I would but say. But I'm curious, though, if you feel that same way during the actual season. That's the thing. I think once the season starts... You kind of forget that Yeah, say, we're, hey, just go get some dubs, get to a bowl game. Yeah, we're in, when we're in Dublin at... The stadium. We're not going to be ruminating about anything. Right? God, this sucks. Right. Paul just sucks <laughs> right, now. Right, right. Why are we even here? No, this we're, blows. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to love it, right? And we're going to watch a game that you would say is monumental. And then in a few more weeks, especially if Nebraska wins, we're going to watch another game that we would judge to be monumental. And there will be a lot of tradition and a, a lot of talk about Nebraska-Oklahoma's tradition and Old players on hand, probably Billy Sims and um, maybe Elvis Peacock. I don't know who, who comes up from Oklahoma, but all the we'll get all that, and that'll be fun. We won't be talking about the Quitter Portal or or, or the Quitter Portal or um, you know NIL stuff like that. We we just uh, will enjoy it. So I'm not I'm not sold on that whole thing. I haven't lo- I haven't personally lost a ton of enthusiasm. Look, it's the off season. The off season is different. The off season wears just, you out. It it really does. It's an, it's been an exhausting off season. Mm-hmm. There's just so much. You're expecting something to happen every day, which can be exciting, but mostly exhausting. It yeah, takes a lot it's out of you. Generally, not like stuff that you want. I don't know. Some people are going to be say, saying to us, you guys just need to adapt to change. I don't know. No, you don't. Not, you know, if it's not good change, 
you don't have to just sign off on every change that happens and say, okay, I got to adapt to change. No, sometimes change sucks, and, and what's happened in college football largely sucks, okay? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the way it is. Did you hear what Lane Kiffin said yesterday? Yes. This is a quick way. He says, quote, this doesn't seem right, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, but USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten just seems <clears throat> wrong. Yeah, Lane. God bless him. I mean, I, I guess I don't 100% agree with that, but I appreciate him speaking out. He also he said something else interesting. I'll get it. Um, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. This was interesting. Now, this was the – this is not anything Sankey said, but this is Lane Kiffin talking at SEC me, me, Media yeah. Days. All our friends are calling. They, do, they this, are. This is uh, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. I've often said this about Nebraska as an institution. He says it about the SEC. He says, I've always said the SEC is not for everybody. I've never thought about teams. For coaches, I've seen it just tear people up. If you're not wired a certain way, you don't work in the SEC, mm-hmm. and it just spits you out. See, I've said that about Nebraska. Mm-hmm. If you're not. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details wired a certain way this place will chew you up and spit you out i've seen it numerous times yeah we have yes i've seen it damage people okay and that's what he's talking about the sec we do care more at nebraska like they do in the sec right we do care more it is yeah we, we care an incredible amount very passionate fan base here yeah extremely passionate overly passionate at times yeah I mean, media coverage is incredible. I mean, I'm 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 huddled up in the post office in my new offices, working all Saturday and Sunday, and it's like there's nothing. There's it's July and there's no news, but we got we got we got to we got to keep it churning. Got to keep it churning, right? It's right. But we do. Let's get a couple calls on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. We'll get to Vince second, but Chris. Is up first, Chris. Good morning. You're an early break. Go ahead. Oh, good morning, Steve, Jake, and uh, God darn it, I want to apologize for uh, what for crossing the finish line here before Vince did. Oh uh, no, God you're fine. No, no, you're fine, Chris. It's, and, it's and great he to hear gets from you. up. It's pretty early out there where he's at. He's a patient, young yeah, man. He, yeah, he's he's patient. Don't, don't yeah, worry. yeah, Chris. love his calls. Uh, listen. Steve, yeah, I, I I got some quotes from Lane Kiffin last night. I was watching some of the replays on on the what happened down there at the, at the uh, media days, and yeah, he, you know, he was also uh, 
kind of complaining about the NIL, too, a little bit, and uh, that it needs some regulation. But, you know, Steve, Jake, my dad told me, I remember, back in the mid-'60s when I was a junior high kid, that he told me then, he said, you think, you think things people take it serious up here in the Big Eight. He says, you ought, to, you ought to read about the stuff down in the SEC, what goes on then. And, of course, the SEC at that time only had, I believe, eight teams also. You know, but uh, uh, that's a dog-eat-dog -dog world down there. That it's, it's, it's vicious. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's hard to believe they were on the same side in the great struggle back in the Civil War because uh, they sure don't like each other when it comes to SEC football or basketball. But, you know, Steve, you were mentioned about that, that older crowd and, and how discouraged they are. And, you know, I, I think a lot of that, Steve, Jake has to do with Nebraska just not being really in it right yeah. now. Yeah, you you're know, right. Uh, yep. if, if this was the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, and we were knocking at the door of every year of the playoff or, or uh, participating in the playoff, I think people would be more enthused. But, you know, right now, they, we've talked about this. This this fan base, the last 10, 15 years, 20 years, is pretty beat down. We, it's, it's been a generation since we've had a championship here. So, so you know, and I, I think that's part of it, that, that, you know, that in the end, that when the season gets over, we're just not going to be there. And, and uh, that, that kind of dampers people's uh, outlook a little bit. But, you know, uh, Jake, Steve, I, and I'm, I think you guys mentioned this, uh, maybe you didn't, about the Big 12 and, and, and Pac-12 talks breaking off and stuff. And, you know, I, I just get the feeling looking ahead that if Notre Dame does not join, and I see they're lobbying for independence, but if they do not join the Big Ten Conference, I, I still think Washington and Oregon are probably pretty viable candidates for expansion. And, you know, what Greg Sankey said yesterday about, you know, he left the door wide open for for. SEC expansion yet, and, and I'm you guys. I'm still. They added two from the west. I'm still looking to the east, and I'm still betting on Florida State and Clemson. But uh, well, hey, who knows what's going to happen? And look what's happened in the last couple of years. So, uh, Steve, Jake, hey, great to hear your show uh, today, mm -hmm. and great show. And we're all listening up here at the Baldwin shop, and I'm going to hang up and listen to you guys and Vince. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Chris. He, yeah. Hold on, Vince. Chris said something I think that was extremely important, and you can't leave that part out about when we talk about being less enthusiastic about college football around here. We're, we're not talking for everybody. Um, I'm talking about some guys I talked to yesterday, my dad, um, just general people I hear from. But, but Chris is right, Jake. A lot of it's just tied to – Nebraska's lack of success. They've missed five straight bowl games. I mean that that hurt. And also, yeah, you, you just you, you don't feel like you belong among the giants in the game right now. You are historically a giant, but right now you aren't a giant, and that's no. painful. No, and I, you know what? I, I will amend something that Chris said, though. I don't think it's all about. You know what? 
I don't think it's all about wins and losses. I think a lot of it's about good football. We just want to see if if we see good football and it's eight and four, I think there'll be a level of acceptance now. I think I think we just want to see good football from three units. Yeah. We don't have to I don't think we're we're gonna see overwhelmingly talented teams here. It's gonna be very hard. I mean it Kansas State's beating Nebraska for recruits right now sometimes, okay? Okay, K-State. Well, you want a team that just doesn't shoot themselves in the foot time after time. That's what I'm talking about. Good football. Yeah, win, tough football. Win the turnover battle. Good, like, tough football. Limit, limit your penalties. Yeah. Like, again, we're not going to ask for the Alabama talent. We understand you're not going to get that. But can you, yeah, can you limit the mistakes on the penalties and turnovers and actually win those battles in the for, games more often than not? Forget mistakes. Limit the calamities. The, the utter calamities. The, the punt that misses its mark by 30 yards that gives you, a, gives you a loss at Michigan State in what could have been a resounding, program-changing type victory. Could have changed that entire season. That was a calamity. It was. That's not a mistake. That is a calamity. Getting a punt blocked by Iowa in that situation is not a mistake. That's a calamity. Limit the calamities. Fielding a punt at the one and throwing the yeah. ball forward in the end zone yeah. for a safety. It's a Talk calamity. about dampening your enthusiasm. Having an extra point blocked for two points the other way <laughs> is a calamity. <laughs> this, the sad part, this all happened in one season, and we can keep going. These calamities. I think, I think, we're, I don't, I think Nebraska fans are, have probably gotten to a point where they're more reasonable now. Just good football. Let's see good football. Tough football. We're not waiting for the other shoe to drop and just an utter failure. Vince. Couple more calls. Uh, Vince, you're up next on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Good, Vince. Vince, how are you? Doing well. Uh, first of all, to Chris. Hey, Chris. Anytime I'm back to back with you on calling this show, whether it's uh, whether it's you know one two or. Uh, or, or the other way, other, or the other way around. Hey, I consider that a badge of honor. But uh, I think, again, what I continue to say about uh, what happens, what, what's happening with the uh, SEC and the Big Ten, and, and what's um, and what's kind of what's dissipating with uh, the other conferences. I think it's only first, further furthering the perception that college football has kind of always been a regional sport in the Southeast and also in in, in the Midwest. But I think now it's getting to where there's no pretense about it. But um, relevant to what we're talking about, of you know, has has the enthusiasm dampened or you know or anything like that? I mean, I think I think there's definitely something to it, um, and and part of that is is the fact that Nebraska hasn't been good for well, we we definitely haven't been at least good for five for, for five years anyway. Um, you know, at least. From 01 to 14, we could at least say we were good more often than not, sure. even though it wasn't championship level football like we got used to for so many years. But um, and I think there's something something to the idea. But um, I think what it also comes down to, I mean, of course, the hot topics have been NIL and the transfer portal and that sort of thing. But you know what I think it also is, sick, Jake, is the fact that you know when people talk about change, it comes down to this. We grow up with something, with seeing things done a certain way, and that kind of becomes our version of normal. And then 20, 30 years down the line, we see something change. We're like, 
damn, I don't like the way that's being done. But the generation 20, 30 years younger than us, to them, that's their version of normal. And I'll go back, and, and so I'll go back to a conversation I had with, uh, with my parents uh, both, yeah, about 10 years ago. Both are north of 80 right now. But um, anyhow, about 10 years ago, my dad said, well, if we turned off computers and cell phones for a week, people wouldn't know what to do. I go, well, time out, Dad. It, w- it wouldn't matter to you guys because you didn't want that want it in the first place. To my generation, I mean, it would be hard for us for a couple of days, but since we grew up without it, we would figure it out. I go, but to the young kids, they would look across at the other table, or, or they, they would stand you know, a few feet apart and look at, like, what, I actually have to talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and I think that's what it comes down to more than anything. And I think if, uh, if Nebraska at least becomes good again, I think you'll definitely see you know, the excitement reappear. But regardless of yes. if, you, if your passion has dampened or not, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one thing okay. right now. All right, go. Come August 27th, in all 12 weeks, 13, maybe 14, I'm saying one thing to every team that we're playing. If we can't get along, we might as well get it all. All right. That's we always need Thank that. You, Vince. Thank yeah. you, Vince. For that shot of espresso. My, I'm, there. I'm, yeah, I'm out of coffee, and that helps. <laughs> I drank my cup a little too quickly, and I needed that. Tim's on the line. I hope. Yeah, Tim, let's, are let's you go, still on the line? Let's go straight to Tim. Tim, you're on an early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, <clears throat> I, you guys hit it kind of on the head. You know, um, well, you guys hit it right on the head. I mean, Nebraska just needs. We just need to have a little bit of success. You know, the thing is, is deep down, as much as you know, as much as we may say, you know, we don't care, um, we do care. And the reason we care is because it's the middle of the summer. We're calling up your show. We're, we're talking about Cornhusker football um, because it's really, I mean, no disrespect to anybody. And I'm born bred in this state. I always bleed, bleed red. But it's all we got, you know. So football is a religion. And I guarantee you, you know, there's, there's some anticipation into what this season has in store. We've seen a little bit. We didn't see it on necessarily the win side last year, but you take away those mistakes. We had how many games that were within um, a one, one, one touchdown, you know, game. So as soon as Nebraska, as soon as we achieve that success, and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, guys. I, I think Oklahoma is going to be in a little bit of a disarray and, you know, knock on wood, call me crazy, whatever. I think Nebraska is going to upset <clears throat> Oklahoma this year. And mm-hmm. once that happens, mm-hmm. the hype's going to change. Yep, Everybody's going to get amped up. And, and they're all going to be on board again. It's, it's funny how a little bit of success will bring everybody right back. And these things we're saying about, well, I don't want to schedule my Saturdays around the Husker football because I'm disappointed, <laughs> that'll all change. And we'll all get back on board again. And we'll get that taste of what we got going. And hopefully Scott can build off of this. And you're right. Our expectations are nowhere near hoping we can make national championship games. Right now, they're hoping we can make a bowl game, and then let's hope we can compete for our, not just our conference, let's just try to compete for our division. Let's just try beating Iowa and Wisconsin, and now Minnesota, on a consistent basis. So, thanks, guys. Thanks yeah, thank you. Too. Appreciate that. Reasonable. Reasonable call. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, he's right. We're, we're, we're close to being together. I mean, Nebraska last year was a was a pretty good three and nine team it sounds weird to say that but they were close in all these games it just as you pointed out calamities after calamity after calamity if they just find a way to win games if they beat oklahoma yeah everybody's back on board right quickly quickly yeah 
Yeah. They weren't getting beat by 40 points yeah, last year. Yeah, I mean, year. I mean they, people know they're close. It's a, it, yeah. It's, they were close. Okay, now, that's a good, that's something we need to remind ourselves, talk to our listeners about. You can tell that they're, we need to count our blessings, I guess is what I'm getting at. We're not talking about a bad program every day. We're just not. If if it was a bad program, there wouldn't be the energy that you feel that about this season. There it, there is a measure of expectation. Now there's a measure of um, anxiety because we all know what the situation is. The head coach's back is against the wall, but it's not like we're saying he has no shot here. He has no shot to survive. Nobody's saying that. He has a shot because the program is. Is pretty good. We just want to, you just got to see it now, right? Sorry, I bang my hand on that thing. Yeah, I'm just excited. You just got to see it now, and that's what we're all wondering. Are we going to see it? Is this it? Is this the year? It looks like they have some talent. Is this the year the schedule's manageable? You, no more Adrian. I hate to say it that way, but no more Adrian Martinez. You don't have that weighing down the conversation, which it would have if he were here. Well, oh, he, Big time. It would have weighed Absolutely. it down. Yeah. There would have been more foreboding. Yep. Ah, Adrian. I mean, I hate to say that. But I, yeah, it, it sounds negative, but it's just the way the way of life. I mean, it, he everybody's in a better spot. He's in a, he's at Kansas State uh-huh. and he's got a chance at success and Nebraska's got a chance at a fresh start. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know, I, I for those who don't listen to our show every day, you know, I was a who was a bigger defender of Adrian Martinez than I Nobody. we used to get in fights we about did. it. We did. I would get in fights with callers. You did. I got in fights with Lee Sterling. You did. But I recognize that both, yeah, like you said, both parties are better off. Yep. So let's let's see. Let's see what this looks like. It's, 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 I, I will say this, Jake. It's exciting, and we need to count our blessings that it's exciting. We're excited for the season. I mean, how engaged will you be in Dublin, in the first four plays of the game. Very engaged. I mean, you'll be wondering what that looks like, won't you? Probably biting my fingernails, nervous. Yeah. Say, please, God, win this game. Yeah. We don't want to have this drama unfold with the boss. <laughs> please. How about that? If there's one game we need to win, please <laughs> win this one. <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll, we will get together Friday night. And pray together. We'll have a, we'll have a yeah, moment have a of prayer. prayer meeting. Yeah, fine. We, we can do that. Uh, when we come back, hey, there's three players have announced of who's going to Big Ten Media Days for Nebraska. Yes. Are these, are these the team leaders, Sip, we should expect next in our early break of the ticket?